your fertility journey is a gift. There is this sacred pause in your journey to motherhood, to baby, that is here for a reason. And it's not because we need to punish ourselves with the fifth gut healing liver detox protocol. It is because there is this deep calling to yourself. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's mental cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. You're tuning in to episode 188 of the Well Woman podcast. In this episode, we are chatting all about healing womb trauma for vibrant fertility and healthy cycles. And I am joined by the absolutely amazingly grounded Stisha Rukoff. Yes, Stisha is the queen of womb healing, energetics and feminine embodiment for women who desire to conceive their babies with unwavering belief and ease without overthinking it, overdoing it or doubt and fear. Stisha has seven years background experience in root cause medicine, mind-body practices, energy psychology, quantum healing, functional nutrition, and specialized in study for women's fertility. Along with being a PhD candidate for natural medicine writing, her thesis in energetic womb healing for infertility. So it's natural that she's just like the best person to talk about this topic with. You see, Stisha has the experience and knowledge to guide us through a spiraling journey back home into our power, our fertility, and to the abundant life we all desire from a feminine place of ease and flow. Now, in this episode, Stesha and I talk about awakening your feminine journey, tapping into your own feminine flow. By doing so and connecting with womb trauma, healing through womb trauma, womb lineage trauma, and of course, Stacia gives us some amazing tips for how we can actually start that process, how we can drop into our body, tips for connecting and reconnecting with feminine womb energy, and how we can heal the wounded feminine along with the wounded masculine. Not to mention, she also guides us through a beautiful two-minute practice that I highly recommend you stick around for. Just a heads up, this is not the type of episode you want to listen to whilst you're walking on the beach, going for a run at the gym or making dinner. You're definitely going to want to give some time and some space to tuning into all the beautiful wisdom that Stisha is sharing with us. I trust that you'll enjoy it. Stisha, thank you so much for joining us on the Well Women podcast. I am so happy to be here. This has been a long time coming, but it's all meant to be divine timing. I'm here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she says long time coming because we planned this months ago and it just kept getting delayed. And then I went away. And Anyway, we are here and that's what's important. And the topic probably has evolved from what we were going to talk about. And I think that's just beautiful as well. And so everyone's going to get what they came here to listen to. But before we jump into it, tell us what day of your cycle are you on today and how are you tuning in and checking in with yourself today? Mm, I am on day five of my cycle. So just coming out of that kind of that ego death, let go, release what's not serving me and just like uh, emerging into the spring, you know, fresh eyes and Bambi legs and like, ooh, where is it going to take me now? So um yeah i actually don't track my cycle super deeply it's more of just so in tune with 
the energetics behind it and how I'm feeling and how my body's being pulled. So long time coming to this, to this place, but, oh, it's so freeing to be tapped into that. Mm, very freeing. And I love your little analogy of Bambi legs. I'm like, that is <laughs> such, I've never thought of that. That is such a good explanation of what it feels like to be coming out of that menstrual womb cave and then like, oh, bring us here. and Oh, there's flowers. Look at them. Um, that's really beautiful. Um, thank oh. you for sharing. But people are going to be listening to this and, mm. you know, I'm sure a lot of people in my community have never heard of you before. Mm. So tell us, who are you? What is it that you do? And we're going to be chatting a little bit about womb healing, womb trauma, emotional blocks, all that stuff that leads to the health of a cycle today. But how come you're the person that's great to talk about this topic? Um, probably because I have walked through the cave and the storm multiple times over. Um, the best way I would describe myself now is this feminine fertility embodiment. So really tapping into your body, into your fertility from this place of your feminine ease and flow, not from this place of eating the perfect diet and taking the supplements and having sex on your ovulation day. And I've really had to walk through through the lava in order to get to the other side because I've come from this very masculine, dominated upbringing, culture, uh, I was an engineer in my, I call it my past life because it just seems like lifetimes ago. Um, you know, everything coming from the masculine lens and it got me nowhere. It got me burnt out, maxed out, adrenal fatigue, PCOS, acne everywhere, irregular cycles, fertility issues, you name it. And I kept trying to fix it using external sources nutrition and supplements and doctors and pills and all of these different things and it wasn't until i was brought to my knees in my fertility journey where i finally had this rock bottom moment of like there's nothing outside of me that can solve this i've literally done it all and done it to perfection and so that was my big awakening and it was my big awakening to let go of all of the programming that didn't serve me and start to step into who I was meant to be on this planet and in this lifetime. And during that, during that phase, you know, I'm just starting to accumulate more of being in my feminine, more of these tools of womb awakening and healing our emotional landscape as women and all of these beautiful gifts that I now get to give to my clients and give to women. So that is in a nutshell how I've come to be here sitting across from you. I love the vision of you just on your knees being like, why? Just tell me what to do. I've been there. I know exactly how that feels. And mm. I think it's so special that you mentioned that, you know, we often are looking for external validation and external healing because we live in a world where there's always something new to try. There's always something new to do, but really everything starts from, from within. And I, mm -hmm. some of the people listening to this might know already, but I like to work on four pillars and what you're saying fits really so well in that because there's nutritional and physical definitely, mm -hmm. but there's emotional and energetic. And I mm -hmm. feel that 
like I always use the analogy of someone trying to lose weight. It's like I've done all the diets. I do all the exercise. I go to the gym so regularly, but I still can't lose the weight. And it's like, that's because there's more. Like, let's look at the energy (laughs) and let's look at the emotions with this. And um, I love that you did those things and then realized, oh, actually, there's more to this too. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about the more of the womb that is beyond Mm. what the mind and the eyes can see because- There's so much. We were chatting before we hit record. There is literally so much. So let's just talk, I think, and open up the conversation about womb trauma. Yeah. I don't, no one talks about this. So can you please talk with us about it? (laughs) Oh, I would love to open this can of worms. And so I think it's really helpful. You know, you mentioned, okay, and there's more, right? And so a lot of times when we're on our fertility journey, especially, we we continue to just try to get there right so even when we do find something like a tool like emotional healing or womb healing etc we're still coming into it from this place of oh well okay so this must be the missing piece this is how i'm going to get pregnant this is how all my problems are going to be solved and i'm going to arrive there and so a lot of times when women come into practices like this they're still coming from that mindset and that's okay that's okay because on the other side of it, we get to let all of that go. So it is going to feel like, oh my God, this could be my missing piece. And I, I invite you to like, know that that's still okay. But on the other side of it, the opportunity is I have arrived. Like there is no there. And so that's essentially what we get to come out of this womb awakening process because you're awakening into yourself, awakening into your body because your body is where all the answers lie and you start to become so safe in the present moment and so safe in your body. And so I just want to back up, you know, you mentioned there's different components, right? There's the, the nutrition and the physical piece, like maybe the movement, and then there's the energetics and then there's the emotional piece. And, you know, I would almost, I would almost combine like energetics as emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about this piece, we are really talking about like what is blocking us in the parts that we can't see. And so this is a big one for women because we are so used to fixing things on the physical plane. And so to move into that dimension where we're working with energy you know it's going to take a little bit of trust and there's going to be a lot of fear around it so a lot of times you know when women are coming into my world it's like okay i know i need to heal my my childhood wounds or i know i have womb trauma or i know this or that but i'm scared what i might find and so it's this fear that we've, it's the biggest lie that we've been fed, that if you feel your emotions, you will become them. You will get stuck there forever. And then, oh, and then, you know, you won't be able to be this productive robot in the, in, in this, you know, overly masculine world and God forbid. So that is like the, that is the biggest fear, the biggest block to get into the work. And I just want to assure you that It is 100% the biggest lie because when we resist the emotions, when we're afraid to go into our body to feel these emotions, that is how they continue to persist Mm. and they continue to leak out through fears, through doubt, 
They leak into your physical tissues, causing dis-ease, causing endocrine imbalances, um, symptoms in our reproductive in our reproductive tracts. And it's I really a big believer that it all starts on the energetic field and even on even on the spiritual field in our spiritual bodies. And the only way for our soul to really express and to communicate is to move through these layers and eventually bubble up into our physical plane. And so when you start healing and you start you know, going into your body, you start to become more sensitive, right? And so we don't get to these places where, you know, we are, we have a heating pack on our uterus for two weeks out of the month and we're trying to push through and get all this work done and not listening to our body. We don't even get to a place like that because we're going to be so tuned in and tapped into these subtle little cues and these soul, our soul communicating to us of, uh-uh, that's not what we're going to do. And uh-huh, that's what I want to do. So that is just another benefit of, of doing this work. But womb trauma, this is a piece that I see holding women back so deeply in their fertility journey. And not just their fertility journey. This is usually where it comes up. But in, in the quality of their life and how they're showing up as women on the planet. And it's these deep traumas that are we're holding in our womb space. And get this, they can be imprinted here in our own personal life, but also from our lineage, from our mother, from our mother's mother. Not only do we have that physical uh, gestation in our mother's womb, but we are also an egg in our mother's ovary while she is in her mother's wound womb. So we have, you know, this actual direct energetic imprint from our lineage. And it's almost like one of those like Russian nesting dolls, right? It's like, it's like analogy. How far does it go back? Can you even wrap your head around that? So we are carrying collective trauma of the feminine. We are carrying our lineage, trauma from our lineage, and then everything that has happened in our personal life. But it's not all doom and gloom because we also carry the gifts and the wisdom. And so, so many of us think that we just need to get through our emotions or we need to get through our fears or forget our past, but really see them as portals. When you when you think of your emotions that are held in your womb space let's just say there we experienced a miscarriage and the sadness was so deep the grief was so intense that we just locked that away deep into our womb we think we're over it right because we tortured ourselves in our head about it long enough and enough time went by that we've kind of kind of forgotten about it and we've distracted ourselves, but really that imprint is still living there because we didn't actually allow ourselves to feel and process the physical sensations of that grief and of that sadness. And so it stays locked away in our womb space along with everything else. And when we forget about it, it starts to create distortions in our energetic field, mm-hmm. distortions in, in our physical reproductive space, our womb space. And this can look like different kinds of symptoms, you know, um, 
and you can explain these so much better than I can in the ins and outs. And your, your listeners know them like the ins and outs. But this is just how one example can perpetuate not only into the physical realm, but now we're carrying this subtle subconscious fear of what if I have a miscarriage again? Can I handle it? I can't handle it. I hear this so many, so many times from women like, I can't handle another miscarriage. Mm. What do you think your subconscious is going to do the next time you try to get pregnant? If we can't handle having another miscarriage, that means we're not going to put ourselves into a position of ever being able to have a miscarriage. So maybe it blocks ovulation altogether. Maybe it it shuts down. Like maybe you're you're getting all of the, you know, the ovulation cues and signals but you're not actually releasing an egg. You know, all of these things can happen. Maybe you're having a chemical pregnancy every single time but you're unaware of it. Maybe you have a very short luteal phase now. Your cycles are really short and you don't know why. Your body is always trying to protect you from the fears that you have not processed. It always is. And so when we can combine all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom together, it's like, how can we not dive deep into these emotions? Because we surpass the biggest belief, the biggest lie ever, that feeling our emotions is bad, is wrong, is embarrassing. You'll be stuck there forever and you'll die if you feel them. Mm. You get over that. We get through that. We heal that trauma. And then we can start diving into the traumas, or I like to call them imprints, just to like remove the scary. The word trauma. The trauma. You're right. Because yeah. we think, oh God, I'm going to have to re-experience miscarriage if I do this. It's like, mm. no the emotions underneath of it. And so I'll let you have a word. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll come up this. for air. I'm a good listener. <laughs> um, really beautiful, share, And I think everyone who's listening to this for this particular reason, like you're here for this reason, just like mm-hmm. let all of that settle in you. <laughs> yeah, like really feel all of that. Um, I love how you mentioned awakening into yourself. And the answers do lay in our body, but we're so busy Mm -hmm. looking elsewhere. And I always think of a racehorse that's got its blinkers up and it can't see anywhere else but in front of itself. And so how can we take those blinkers and place them even more over the eyes so we turn inward? Mm. And there's so much confusion and to-do lists and pressure and everything going on in the outside world. It makes it challenging. It's not hard, but it can be challenging to tune inwards and to to quieten down so that you feel more sensual. And I love that you mentioned, you know, your senses kind of activate because sensuality is feeling sensual. That's mm-hmm. hearing the birds in the furthest away trees. That's feeling, oh, that was a funny little gurgle in my tummy. What does that mean? To feeling like, oh, was that just an ovulation release? Or, oh, did I just start menstruating? Like that's how you, people desire, like I know menstruators really desire, I wish I could just know when I'm about to start bleeding. And the way to do that is what you've just mentioned, Mm. you know, tuning in, really listening to yourself and embodying how you feel energetically Mm. and emotionally and all of that together. And I love that you mentioned about the body's always trying to protect you. I'm a very big believer that 
our number one role of our bodies, all bodies, is to feel fully safe and supported. And when we don't feel fully safe and supported, we close down. And as women, we're different to born males because we have the ability to reproduce. Yes, we do need Mm. sperm, but we do all the things to make that happen. And if we don't feel safe and supported ourselves, our body's going to close that system down and be like, well, I'm not going to put energy into that. I'm going to put more energy into digestion. And I'm going to put more energy into like logical thoughts and brain work because that's Mm. where your energy is needed right now. And so often the women blame themselves and that creates trauma sometimes in the womb about why they're not ovulating or why they don't have a cycle. Mm. And now I'm ranting, Um, but it's really important to just look at, okay, wow, my body is always trying to protect me. So what can I do that really supports my body today? Yeah. Oh, there's so many, there's so many nuggets in there. Mm. And, you know, when I first started to do this work of dropping into my body, like it was no easy sailing because there, this is so common because there was so much stuffed down emotions and trauma in my body, not just in my womb space, but in my heart and in my throat and in my solar plexus and everywhere, because I didn't have that role model of what it looks like to express your emotions in a really healthy way. It was just stuffed down and pushed forward. And so I've had decades of all of this trauma just hidden in here. And so whenever I would quote unquote drop into my body, my awareness would get just below my chin and then boop. And my mind, like I would start sweating and my heartbeat would start racing. And it was just like, I was going into survival mode. My awareness did not feel safe to go into my body. And so, you know, if you're a woman who's like, I've tried meditation before, I've tried listening to my body. And it's just like, it doesn't work for me this is probably why and there it just means there's so much opportunity to take things really slow and to be so loving on yourself and honestly like i would just find someone to help you with this because your mind is so powerful and you're going to find every single reason to not drop into your body and just continue perpetuating the same cycles the same behaviors and that's what i really realized is like okay know so much about this but i I don't like have, I don't have the ability to like see that this is benefiting me. So I needed support and someone holding me accountable and safely guiding me into my body so that I wouldn't re-traumatize myself. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. You can actually do this. Mm -hmm. You can actually do that when you don't know what you're doing. And so really give that to yourself. If you're someone who's struggling with that, no, you're not broken. You're not wrong. I came from that place and I just needed someone who's gone before me and safely guide me in. Um, and, you know, it's from that place, like that's where all the answers live. And you you said something so beautifully about the, like the sensuality. So another thing that I see a lot of women struggle with who have fertility issues, they're struggling to get pregnant. And even if they have, you know, menstrual cycle irregularities, It's because we're so in our head, we're so in our masculine and we're out of our body and out of the present moment. And I've worked with women who are like, you know, I say, oh, you just like go for a walk or just, you know, draw yourself a bath. And, you know, they'll text me later. I, I took a bath. I got in there for 20 seconds, thought I was going to die, had to get out and like, go do something. And I was like, okay, so what's going on here is our subconscious doesn't feel safe 
sitting, being still, being in our body, being in the present moment. And so what we're left with is just jumping around in our mind and our mind's like, oh my God, you're sitting still. You're not working. You're not doing, you're not earning. You're not proving yourself. You're not worthy. You're going to die. You're going to die. Get up, go finish your to-do list, whatever. And so we just continue to be stuck in this perpetual state of doing, grasping, scrambling, earning, proving. I call it the wounded masculine. Mm. This is not masculine energy. This is the wounded masculine energy. Masculine energy is safe. It is stable. It is secure. It is like the feeling of being taken care of. That's not what that energy is. That is, I don't feel safe within my body. I don't feel secure within my body. And I'm, and I'm scrambling to grasp for things outside of me. And it's, is it no wonder that we can't lean back in our feminine? We can't lean back in our feminine and trust and let go and be in the sensual and be in our body if we don't have that safe, strong, stable, supportive masculine within us. Mm. And that is where like, surprisingly healing your womb trauma comes in because our womb is the receiver it is a vessel to receive if you think about the archetype and like the blueprint of life on earth it is you know masculine energy and the feminine energy receiving so you can even think of this as like inspiration an idea coming through that's a, a, that's divine masculine coming in and the feminine receives in the womb, creates, manifests, births. So this same archetype is happening all over everywhere you look. So our womb is the receiver of that masculine energy that we've received in our personal life, in the generations before us, and collectively. Well, this whole thing called patriarchy is happening all <laughs> around us. <laughs> And it is wounded not, masculine. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag wounded masculine. And this is not, and this is not a this is not a man's fault. And this is not benefiting men either. No. But the biggest perpetuators of patriarchy are women. And it's because we continue to live our lives from this wounded masculine place, and then we raise babies from this wounded masculine place, and we just keep perpetuating, perpetuating, perpetuating. And so the women that I see being called to this womb awakening and this womb healing, shedding and releasing that wounded masculine energy and cultivating that safe, strong within us, we start attracting those male figures into our life. If we already have those male figures in our life, we create more stable, strong boundaries. We create those within ourselves. Our body starts to do an exhale. Our nervous system starts to do an exhale, just like you mentioned. Like that safe state, we have to have that within ourselves first for our nervous system, our endocrine system, for all of that to work so beautifully and seamlessly like it was designed to. And I see the women who are being called to this work, it's like, wow, this, I call it womb awakening because we are awakening back into our feminine power. This isn't about masculine is worse or better than the feminine. It's not about that. It's two different paths. As women, we have to stop trying to be like small men. Let the man do what a man's going to do. Like that is his energy. 
that is his role and it doesn't need to be like a male it's just the masculine energy and then the feminine energy let her be in her power and so i see women who are being called to this work it's like we are awakening into our feminine what that really means what that really looks like to be in our body to alchemize emotions to hold our power to trust so deeply in ourselves and in the universe to be so connected with our intuition, like we are divinely led. Just the power of that in and of itself. Imagine, it's like Gemma, here is, here is a plan. This plan is to everything that you desire. Take every single step, do every single thing. You will get there, it's inevitable. Here you go, you're welcome. That's what your intuition is. Mm -hmm. And we have that plan within us. It's our inner guidance system. <laughs> And it's there. We just don't, and so many people there. don't know how to tap into it. <laughs> it's there. And how powerful is that? And we've been totally tapped out of it because we're so in our head, doing all the things, trying to be small men, striving, grasping, earning, proving. <sighs> it's, it's all that, right here within us. Yeah. It's that have more, do more, be more, earn more, mm. achieve more go to more places. Yep. Um, I was just thinking whilst you were, so I was thinking so many things whilst you were just sharing. Um, it's kind of like you're so in your life that you're not in your body. Mm, yeah. Like everything in your life, you're so out of your body in your life that you're not in your body. And mm -hmm. I love how you were saying about, it was back towards the beginning of your share <clears throat> that you know, a lot of women are really scared to come in and do this work and to, to reach out and ask for help and be guided. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us really forget that for centuries we were guided as women more so than males, but particularly the female race has always been led by other females consistently because we experience very big changes of rite of passage as opposed to the rite of passages that men go through. They're also very important, but they're just very different. And ours is very much about embodying the body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the masculine energy traditionally of rites of passage was very much about the external world. And the best way to remember this, and this is a bit crude, is that a cock is external <laughs> and a yoni is internal. Yeah. Right? It's, just, it's a very easy way to remember it. And so... Don't ever feel afraid to reach out and gain support mm -hmm. and ask for help because that's where the power is really for the femme, I think, for the feminine. Um, but, yeah, you just shed so many beautiful things and I could spend hours talking to you about all of this stuff. I'm sure, though, there's people listening to this being like, yeah, that's great. You know, you can say this, all this stuff, but how the fuck do I do that? <laughs> so <laughs> um, you mentioned about meditation and yeah. meditation is very masculine yeah. you know it's allowing but it's it's a masculine trait really to sit to be stable mm -hmm. to close off the mind it's very one-pointed and direct whereas the feminine is more like how can I be in my garden during the day gardening but also feeling into my womb that's the mm -hmm. feminine you know to be able to have that beautiful shift and dance and um, flow through the day or through a moment um, they're very different arts so how first step for everyone listening how do you drop into your body like do you have tips for this 
Like, let's just go back to the the very beginning. Like, how does one do that for all the masculine little men in those women's heads? You know, how do we just give me the tips on how do I start dropping in my body if I've never done that before? If I'm listening to you thinking, oh my God, that's me, I can't. I sit down for like two seconds and I get out of the bath straight away. How can we drop into our body? Oh, this is so good because it's going to bring, it's going to bring together a lot of like, oh, wait, that's it. And also like so practical and so tangible, which was why I like it. And so this is like, this is the very first step that I take my clients through because if we can't access our body, then why are we here? (laughs) Why are we even in this container? That's where all the healing happens. That's where all the wisdom is coming through. And so this is such an important first step. And I want everyone to know that is listening. It's that I have had to, I have had to really think about this step by step and so intricately because I was that woman who was like, fuck, no, I will find every single excuse to not get on this call, to not do this meditation, to not do this work. And so I get you. And the very first thing that I start with is hand on heart, hand on womb. And why don't we just go through this for two minutes? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just get cozy and shift around. And I want you to start breathing in through your nose and really focusing on the sensation of that air coming in through your nostrils, down your throat and into your lungs. (sighs) Exhale and just start to feel your jaw release, let go. And already notice your mind Notice the thoughts. And can you just allow your thoughts to be there? And can you validate your thoughts? And so that thought of, oh, this is so dumb. This is not going to get me anywhere. I see you. Thank you so much for keeping me safe but we are safe just to drop in a little bit deeper today breathe in again and start to connect with your body following that breath in through your nostrils down your throat deeper into your lungs (sighs) exhale Starting to feel your shoulders and your neck relax. And just tuning into those thoughts again. You're safe. I see you. I love you. Thank you. And just noticing how you validate and accept your thoughts and your mind, it starts to quiet and starts to let go a little more. Nothing to fix, nothing to change. And just connecting with your breath one more time. Next inhale, following that sensation of your breath in through your nose into your throat deeper into your womb space nothing to force just allow 
Ah, audible exhale, letting it go. And just notice the state of your body. Notice if you can bring your awareness just a little deeper into your neck, into your throat, and just exploring the sensations. This is your body. It is safe to feel these sensations in your body. Tending to any thoughts that may come up, things you need to do, places you need to be. Just assure them it's safe to be in your body. Relaxing deeper still. And you can just slowly wiggle your fingers and come out of it. <laughs> this is called priming safety. Just like tending to our nervous system, tending to our subconscious. And during that, I want you to know that you are actually reprogramming your nervous system. So you are making progress every single time you do this. It's like, how far can I go with my awareness into my chest, into my shoulders? And you're reprogramming the nervous system that's okay to be here. It's okay. And so when you start from that point, you've created this foundation of now my awareness, like I actually have circuitry. <laughs> my awareness can actually go to my heart space and it doesn't just feel like this void, this numbness. You know, I can actually go into my womb space to hear what she's saying instead of just like this cricket sound. <laughs> <laughs> which, which does happen sometimes. <laughs> It does happen, mm, you know, yeah. and it's this idea of not needing to fix, not needing to change, just observing, accepting, thanking, loving. You do that again and again and again, and this is how we get there. This is how we start reconnecting with your body and creating that safety from within. That mm. simple thing right there. And then people are like, is that all I have to do? Just that? <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you start and yeah, yeah that's where we start without that there's there's nothing on the other side no foundation like you were saying no foundation and sometimes I like to say with health it's easy to do but it's easy not to do mm -hmm. so it's easy to choose the healthy meal on the menu it's also easier not to yeah. yeah it's easy to drink water but it's also easy to not to forget um, and it's easy to sit and do a little two-minute practice every day, but it's also easy not to. So yeah. it's not always the easy things that are the things that, hang on, what am I saying? It's not always the complicated things that make the best progress. Often it's the easy things that make yes. the best progress. Yes. Um, beautiful. That's a really great place to start. And I know everyone can just take this away from there. And I'm sure you've got some resources or something on your website that can help <laughs> with this. Um, but before you do share mm -hmm. that, I would, I would like to ask about how, what, what your insights are around how this does affect fertility. I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about like 
delayed ovulation, short luteal phase, et cetera, et cetera. But for those who are on a fertility journey, and you mentioned also about miscarriage, I think this also applies for those who have had an abortion or a termination, if that's something that is available to them in their country. Um, I know myself nearly two years ago, I had a termination and, you know, there's lots of work to go around that, you know, because while someone might've had trauma about having the miscarriage, someone might have trauma about finding out that they're pregnant. You know, that can be quite traumatic and I've done lots of healing (laughs) around my experience, but the question is for you, how can, like, what is it that you would love to share with those who are beginning a journey for fertility to conceive, um, whether it's the first time, the second time, the 50th time, whatever it might be, um, what steps do you have for them to have a supported fertility journey whilst managing and embracing energy and emotion? Mm, yes. It's this, it's this shift that I, that I really want to instill in everyone. And that is, your fertility journey is a gift. There is this sacred pause in your journey to motherhood, to baby, that is here for a reason. And it's not because we need to punish ourselves with the fifth gut healing liver detox protocol. It is because there is this deep calling to yourself And the women that I work with, they get to the other side of of our containers together and they're like, this all happened for a reason. Because here's the thing, you don't just wanna get pregnant. You don't wanna just have a baby. You wanna be a mother who loves her baby, who is present with her baby, who gives your, her baby the absolute best life in the entire world, who loves her unconditionally, accepts her unconditionally, all of those things. And the only way that we can access those is if we do it within ourselves first. And so if you're being called, if you're feeling the sacred pause, make that shift. This journey is here for me. It's not a race to the end. How can I deepen into feminine embodiment? How can I deepen into my truth? How can I heal this inner child, this past version of myself? Not as another box in order to get there, but because you deserve that wholeness. You deserve that liberation. You deserve to free your baby of these wounds. And so with that shift, we just get to lean back a little bit and know that holy shit, I've been chosen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have been chosen to do this work, holy shit. And then get the support you need. You deserve support. You can do it all, but you don't have to do it all and you don't need to do it all. And so the woman that I see opening up to receive more receives more Mm. in her life, in her manifestations. You're so, it's so true. Yeah. There's a lot of practitioners, healers, guides to help support you in this journey and let this piece become something that is so fun, so fulfilling instead of another thing that we have to do to get to baby. Mm. And with those shifts, 
it's inevitable. (laughs) I always like to think too that often if we like we're getting into a bit of woohoo talk for some people, probably not for us, I don't feel, but for some people is that (laughs) when you start to feel in your body, in your womb, you're like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to start a family. It's often because there's a soul ready too. Yes. And so a soul can follow you around and be very, very present with, oh, I just got chills. A soul can be very present and around with you for a long time. And what some people don't realize is that often the soul can be bringing you to the lessons that you need to be able mm-hmm. to bring that soul into the world. Yes. So for me and the soul that I was pregnant with, like that soul had some great lessons for me to help me become the person that I needed to be so that mm-hmm. I could then prepare for the future souls to come and even though yes there's lots of like heartache and trauma you know mine was my situation was quite traumatic for me but um and not even just on an emotional sense physically and all the things but Mm. everyone's experience is very different yet I'm still so at love and at peace with that journey because I needed all of that, even though I was like, what the fuck did I welcome this into my life? Like I needed this for some fucking reason, (laughs) you know? And I, I just was like, what is this lesson? I know you're teaching me something, but I was, I just remember literally crying around the toilet bowl whilst I was sick. You know, um, I terminated at the, like between the eight and the eight and the ninth week. And I just was like, what is the lesson? <laughs> you know? And it is, there's always a really beautiful lesson. But if we can start to think outside of the, the physical box that, oh, maybe mm. this lesson is actually going to propel me to be that mother that I need to be so I can be so present during my birth and my pregnancy, yes. my birthing and my pregnancy. There's so much in that. Um, so beautiful, beautiful recap about fertility and connecting and you know, once you start the journey, you take this with you forever and you can pass on that knowledge. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my five-day Love Your Cycle mini course, a simplified self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios, along with action steps, cycle tracking guides, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish you had have been taught at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and your cycle signs before they arise. It's now your turn to join over thousands of women from all over the world who have taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. Use the code CYCLELOVE to save 20% off at wellsome.com forward slash shop. And I want to talk all about like <laughs> the multi-generational links, the lineage, the soul lineage, all that thing, all that stuff. And I know we are know kind of nearly you. out of time. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have to come back and do that. But yeah. I'd love to to ask you quickly before we you know wrap up with some final questions. For those who I back to the, the trauma thing. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of us have fear around embracing trauma. And we often think trauma is like a gushing blood and I've been cut open at the neck in an accident. And trauma can be many different things. Mm-hmm. For those who are working with trauma that's lineaged. So it's mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you know, I was inside my mother while she was inside her mother. And then her mother was inside her mother while she was inside that mother. 
Yeah. So how do we work through our own individual trauma whilst also addressing the deep seated, because it is deep seated, long lineage of ancestral trauma, but also soul trauma, because the soul that I may have, and I don't know this, but the soul I might may have has been a male before and has been a female before. I do know that. But the male might feel guilt for burning of the witches, but then the female might have been the witch that was being burnt. So how do we, it's very, very deep and without like cracking open a freaking big worm of boxes here, um, how for women who are working on womb trauma and healing that, what tips do you have for them for addressing not just their own trauma, but the trauma that's deep within? Mm, I love that. And, you know, we think that and I can I can actually sense this perception of I used to have this as well, like, oh, that must be some exotic thing that I have to do in order to access that witchcraft, right? But actually, it's not. It's the same exact process. What's different is what comes into your awareness. So let's assume like we're good, we're, we are able to drop into our body and we're working with um, the wounds and the suppressed emotion and blocked emotion in our body that you can think of each piece of your body that is holding that energetic frequency, that emotion holds a story. And so when you access that with your awareness, it's like you open up a storybook and it's revealed to you as crazy and as odd as that sounds. But when you're deep into that meditative process, you trust that what comes up. And so I'll give you a perfect example of, you know, I was healing some fear or in my, in my business recently in this fear of like making this investment. And what was, I was like, show me like, where was this wound? Like, where did this originate? And I was shown my grandpa on my dad's side. And I saw his face. I saw his emotions. I heard his story. And what he communicated to me was, you know, I, without going too deep here is like, I came, I came over from the city and I started farming in the West. Right. And all my family told me I was crazy. Like, you're never going to make it like, you know, just stay in the city where it's safe. Like you're so stupid for this. And so he was carrying all of this weight on his shoulders of needing to prove that he could make this work. And in that process, the wisdom that he, he sent to me was, I was so afraid of not proving to them that I could do this, that I completely missed out on my entire life. I missed out on my family. I missed out on, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a farmer, being out, creating my dream life. And I didn't make this realization until I was on my deathbed. And so it's like, holy shit, feel that in your body, Mm. feel process release. And then you both get to integrate that together. So not only do you both heal it, but now I have this generation of entrepreneurship and badass, like, fuck you, I'm, I'm going to do it because I know I can do it and I don't need to prove you anything. Trusting your I intuition. Have, yes, I have all of this wisdom now within me and able because I was able to integrate that fear that I was holding deep in my solar plexus. Mm. There's no way that you can know logically what was going to come of that. No way you could make that up. (laughs) And so it doesn't have to be this big, like, oh, well, in order to access this, you do this meditation. It's more of like, go to your body. Your body will show you. Your body will speak. And 
this is how we get to alchemize fear and self-doubt into wisdom and gifts, mm. into unwavering belief, into power. So much power. So much and power. So much power. And <laughs> I think like the root of that is that your intuition guided you to check in with yourself, to explore, okay, you know, I'm looking at doing this idea. I'm following through on this intuitive idea. Yeah. So, you know, your intuition provides you with a fork and a road. And the more you lean into that, the more you trust your intuition, the more your intuition is going to be a lot louder, mm. a lot louder. Um, so beautiful. I love chatting with you. We could talk about this <laughs> stuff forever, forever. Um, now, for everyone who's listening to this, what tips do you have for them when it comes to connecting with their own womb energy? So I know you've done the dropping into your body. That's a great starting step. But in general, what are some things in their lifestyle that they can do? Maybe their lifestyle habits, maybe how they talk to themselves. What are like maybe your top three or top five tips about connecting with that beautiful womb feminine energy? Oh, Yes. So yeah, when we're connecting with our womb, we're connecting with our feminine. And really what that means is connecting to the senses of our body. I love to make things so overly simple because that is the magic. So when I talk about like being in that sensual energy, it's, it's noticing the perfume that you spritz on your body and just like taking a second, like, oh God, that's good. And it's caressing your skin throughout the day. It's you're taking a shower and you're like massaging your scalp and you're leaning into it and you're enjoying it and you're receiving it. This, the deeper that you activate your senses is the deeper that you drop into your body and into the pre present moment. And the more you're connected with that womb energy, with your intuition, with your entire body. And for the women who especially are trying to get pregnant, it's like that deep connection with your body is everything for fertility. It's every, I mean, that is the feminine embodiment of fertility. It's connecting with that receiving energy because you're not getting pregnant if you can't open and receive. Mm, that's a hard truth to learn. And uh, on that one. So yes. <laughs> How can you open to a greater degree? How can you receive to a greater degree? Because that is essentially what you will be drawing into your womb space as well in terms of manifesting the baby. Oh, I love that. How can you open to a greater degree? Beautiful. I love it. All right. So tell us, tell everyone, how can they find you? Where can they find you? What's the best place to connect? Yes. So head over to my podcast, Own Your Fertility um, we don't always go this woo. Okay. So <laughs> lots of tangible, practical, um, and we're also deep into the energetics and embodiment. It's what I've heard is binge worthy. It's like a fresh of breath air. It's like, oh my gosh, no more fertility boosting foods. Like we finally get to the meat of what's going on here. So head over there to completely reframe your energetics and everything. Um, find me on Instagram, stesha.rukoff. And then I'll also throw in um, below in the show notes um, a fertility activator. Um, it's an embodiment practice. So a really incredible masterclass just to reframe some limiting beliefs, shift your perception, beautiful journal prompts, a juicy playlist you can play in the background, 
And then some of this deep embodiment work you can start messing around with and getting getting your hands on. Oh, I love that. I will pop all those notes in the show notes and links. So thank you so much for being here and sharing. Oh, I'm so grateful. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Um, I have one final question, um, which is a question I ask all our guests as we wrap up. Tell us, what what is it that you wish you had have known about your cycle when you started menstruating that you now know today? So thinking back to your younger menstrual self through menarche, what do you wish you had have known then that you now know? Oh, three things. Three? Oh, my Lord. Okay. Well, the biggest one <laughs> like is... Only three? <laughs> the, biggest... <laughs> the biggest one is like your like just own your menstrual bleed because like almost like knowing that everyone is scared of it like being able to step into it i think would just be like such a visionary you know at like girl my age uh second is this is going to be the biggest portal into everything that you desire <laughs> in terms of like the energetics of releasing and stepping into and embodying it's incredible and then the third thing is like thank god we have cycles and i don't just mean like the physical cycle but i mean like cycling with nature and grounding into mother earth like what I mean, this is just a lost art. It's a lost experience. And it's so incredible, so grounding. And I'm just so proud to be a woman, to have a uterus, to have a menstrual cycle, to have all of these gifts, because that version of me was not so proud at the time. Mm, I so hear I you, sister. That's so beautiful. And <laughs> I completely agree with all those things. I wish I knew them too. <laughs> um Thank you so much for being here and for sharing. Um, Stacia, you've been so beautiful and I'd love to have you back on the show. Um, thank you so much. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.